Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Thursday, June 20th, 2019. I'm Shannon, and I am here with a whole bunch of people who are all very excited about books coming out in July. So we are pretty much all here, um, and we are going to look ahead to books coming out in July and tell you some of the books we are most looking forward to reading. But before we do that, I have the usual housekeeping information and also a bit of very sad news. Cry. All right, sad news first. Oh. Natalie <laughs> has decided that after she finishes the episodes that she has committed to, that she will be stepping down from the Book Bistro team. And this is not her. Stepping down as a listener, I shall be listening and cheering you on and crying in the corner. Yes, we, we will miss you. But what this means is that we are um, in the process of finding someone to um, fill the slot that Natalie is leaving. Also, Natalia will be taking somewhat of a break um, midsummer so that she can have her baby. Yay. So you will be hearing Yay. some new voices um, on the podcast for the next little while as we do some test episodes with people and just try to figure out who we're going to bring onto the team. So don't be surprised if you hear some names and some voices that you've not heard before. So that is my, my sad news for the day. I will have be. to leave my comments for the fabulous Facebook group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, you will. So, yes, if you want to you know, continue to chat with Natalie, you can find <laughs> her in our Facebook listener group, which I can tell you about right now, Sarah. No, it was Natalie who said that. Whoever you are, you're a very <laughs> clever person for giving me a segue. <laughs> I, I, I do like try. My, I, I like my clever podcast people. So, Facebook, you can find us there by searching Book Bistro Podcast. We invite you to like the page and to join our Facebook listener group so that you can still find out what Natalie has to say. Um, yes. And just so that you can talk to other listeners of the podcast and perhaps to whoever else we bring on to the team. If you prefer Twitter where Natalie is not, not that that's why you would prefer it, but if you do <laughs> prefer it, you can find us there at bistro underscore book. And you can always send an email to the book bistro podcast at gmail.com and someone will of course get back to you. All right. So we do this once a month. If you are new to the podcast, we have all chosen um, three books that are coming out in July that we are excited about. Um, and we are going to tell you about them. So Sarah will start things off today, followed by Natalie, Stacy, me, Brooke, Amber, and Natalia. So, Sarah, are you ready to chat about your first bookity? I 
am ready to chat about my first bookity. And the reason why I'm talking about this as one of my books that I'm interested in in July um, is because when I was looking at books coming out, what grabbed my attention first was, you will like this if you are a fan of Kristen Hanna. And I was like, oh, I'm a total fan of Kristen Hanna. So I've never read this author. I cannot promise you that she will be like reading a Kristen Hanna book, but it looked like an interesting synopsis. The book is called The Me I Used to Be. It is by Jennifer Ryan, and it is coming out on July 2nd. So the story is about a woman named Evangeline. It is very hard for me not to sing that old country-esque Evangeline song right now. Um, and Evangeline is just leaving prison for a crime she did not commit. And she's going home to her ranch. Um, what I know is her mother blames her for her father's death and her brothers resent her. But for some reason, the saving of this struggling ranch is going to fall right on her shoulders. And I don't know why, but she finds one ally and it's actually the cop named, and his name is Chris, that um, helped get her it says in the it says <laughs> the cop who put her away but um <laughs> the, <laughs> the cop that basically was the one that got her sent to prison but he does not feel that she actually did it he feels that she is protecting someone else and he convinces her to work with him to figure out who committed the crime that we don't know what it is from the synopsis so she has a chance to get her life back, rebuild her family's ranch, and maybe even find love. So that, again, is The Me I Used to Be by Jennifer Ryan, and it is coming out July 2nd. Now, I don't know if I will read it right away. If anybody does, I would love to know if it is really a book for fans of Kristen Hanna. I really want to read it. I love it looks good to me. Synopsis, so yeah, I don't know if I'll read it before you, but I'll let you know. It was a it. really well-written synopsis, actually. You know, it sometimes was. when I look at when I look at a synopsis lately, like a lot of the synopses, is that the synopsis? Synopsis. <laughs> um, <laughs> they seem there. A lot of them are like really short and don't really have anything to do with the book. So sometimes doing research for these podcasts to me, it's hard to find like enough to say. Yes. And this one had a lot of good meat to talk about. Okay. Well, the first book I'm going to talk about is also coming out on July 2nd. And it's, it's a great day for books. I totally. know actually. Yes. Another one of my books also comes out on that day. So it makes it really easy to remember. <laughs> when all your books are coming out, when they line up nicely this way. So this book is called Flight Girls by uh, Noelle Salazar, um, who is not arc, an author arc, that I arc, know. Arc, okay, arc. well, we Oh, my know. God. Listen to her rub it in. That's Here right. she goes. You know, maybe I should just leave now. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. First, first, I'll find the art. Yes, fine. Find where, where she's hiding all of these arcs. The secret okay, iPad. So, as yes. we were. Um, <laughs> Sorry. 
holding everything. <laughs> <laughs> So I I will find the iPad. That's right. No one will suspect. <laughs> Sorry, Ali, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will shut up now. Well, yeah, of course you will, because you've done your bragging, <laughs> bragging <laughs> doshes. <laughs> so this book that Shannon already apparently has in her possession is called. The Flight Girls by Noelle Salazar, which is coming out on July 2nd. And this story caught my attention because it's about World War II, but it focuses on a more, a more, a a lesser known aspect of World War II, which is the women Air Force service pilots. Yeah. So I was super excited about this. The Nightwitches or others? No, I think others. No, no, others. So it's set in 1941, and it focuses on a woman named Audrey Coltrane, and she has always wanted to fly, um, so much so that apparently she had her father teach her how to fly back at home when she was younger in Texas, and she also signed up to train um, military pilots in Hawaii once the war started. And she's so um, determined to achieve this dream that she's not interested in being derailed by trivial matters such as love, including with who is described as being the very disarming Lieutenant James, who she becomes, uh, who becomes a very cherished friend of hers, just like uh, the other, just like the women she flies with as well. And so according to the synopsis, Um, she ends up being caught in the air over Pearl Harbor as bombs begin to fall. And this is when she realizes um, how dangerous the war really is becoming. She didn't know before. Yeah, well, there you go. That probably brought it home. (laughs) Okay. She, She experiences lots of traumatic loss during this occasion. And she decides to, um, as a consequence, she joins the Women Air Force Pilot Program. Um, And for people who don't know what that is, um, the U.S. had a shortage of military pilots. And so they started this program to train women so that the um, men could be, um, would be available to fight overseas and apparently by 1944 there were like over a thousand women who were working in these roles um and so this story is all about the bonds that she forms with her other female pilots and the courage that they all have to kind of find during these really difficult circumstances um and apparently um this Lieutenant James also goes missing and this leads her to, um, to find the strength to cross the front lines and fight for everything she believes in, whatever that means. But um, I really, it just really caught my attention because I love World War II stories. I love action filled plots. I love reading about female friendships especially if there's a hint of romance as well. Um, And I'm just really excited to read this book. 
So if you are too, then you should check it out. It's called Flight Girls by Noelle Salazar, and it is coming out on July 2nd. That looks really intriguing, and I'm not usually like a – I mean, I am a World War II book person, but not like you guys. I I'm love interested. World War II stories. I know. Yeah, I, I do, do too. too. They're my favorites. They're, they're so good. I am really excited tonight to talk. Um, this is my historical romance month, apparently. Um, two of my three <laughs> books are the British historicals. Um, so the first book I'm going to talk about, I'm really excited about. It's called Brazen and the Beast, the Bare Knuckle Bastards, book two by Sarah McLean. And I, I have the first one to read. I'm, I, I, I need to read it because um, I'm, I'm behind. But this book looks really good. It's about Lady Henrietta. So Lady Henrietta. And she <laughs> is, she's 29. So I love like the British books about the, the women who aren't like in their first blush of youth. And Lady Henrietta has decided that she is going to fling herself into being a confirmed spinster. But before she does, and, and in her 29th year, she's going to basically claim her life. She's going um, to take over her father's business and do all these amazing things. But she wants to have one year of pleasure before she settles into spinsterhood. Ooh. And, Ooh. And, and she's in her carriage, and she gets in her carriage one day because she's going to go um, live this life of pleasure for a year. And she finds a beautiful man tied up in her carriage. As we do. Um, As yeah. one does. Yes. Yeah. And, and this man's name is Wit. And he is one of the kings of Covent Garden. And he is known as the Beast. And he oh proposes to her um, that he can help her through this year of pleasure that she is embarking upon. Um, but they, they clash um, in business because neither of them wants to give up their positions of power and they clash in pleasure as well. And this book is about how they um, kind of join forces and find passion and I'm guessing eventually love. And that's kind of all I know about it. But I, I like I said, I love books about the women who are so comfortable with themselves. They're like, I'm going to be a spinster. Like that's what I want to do because <laughs> once you're a spinster, you can get away with crap. You couldn't get away with if you were like a, a debutante. So um, I'm, I'm really excited about this book. It's called um, Brazen and the Beast, The Bare Knuckle Bastards, book two by Sarah McLean, And it comes out on July 30th. So my first pick tonight is Dragonfly by Layla Meacham. And this comes out on July 9th. It is a World War II historical. And I don't know a ton about it because the synopsis doesn't wish to give us a ton of information, but it's basically the story of five Americans, each of whom receive a mysterious letter during the, like, the height of World War II. So I'm guessing like right in the middle. And this letter is asking these people if they are willing to fight for their country in a very unique way. And they are being asked this because of some very specific skills that each of them has. So they each agree and they're brought together and they form this unit, which is codenamed Dragonfly. And throughout the rest of the war, they are tasked with doing various things kind of against um, the Third Reich. I really enjoy World War II era novels. And one of my favorites is The Jackdaws um, by Ken Follett. So I'm hoping that this is kind of similar in tone as far as like 
the like disparate people coming together and forming a cohesive unit. Um, maybe some spying. I, I can't tell, but it looks really good. It's very long. I think it's like over 600 pages. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into this. Um, so once again, it's Dragonfly and it is by Layla Meacham. It comes out on July 9th. It sounds like Did a really, really good book. It does. So the first book I'm going to talk about tonight is Pretty Revenge by Emily Liebert. And it comes out on July 2nd. This book is arc. about... Oh, do you? Yes. I am jealous, <laughs> but not really because I don't really want to write a review. So. <laughs> I don't want to review it. <laughs> so this book is about a woman named Carrie. And life is just not going very well for Carrie. She is jobless and she has a relationship that's really going nowhere. And to, in her opinion, she can kind of point, pinpoint the time to which her life kind of went off the rails to this time when she was wronged by someone. Well, about several years later, there, she sees on TV this woman that derailed her life. Her name is Jordana. So Jordana is having a really great life. She has a wonderful relationship and a flourishing wedding business. This is not making Carrie very happy. So she no. has decided that Jordana needs to pay and she needs to kind of bring her down a peg. So that's really all that the synopsis tells me. So that's all I can say. But it sounds really, really good. So if you're as excited as I am, then check out Pretty Revenge by Emily Liebert. And it comes out on July 2nd. We should have had this for the revenge episode. I know. It sounds really good. It doesn't <laughs> know, tell you a lot. Like, it doesn't it. tell you a lot. But it sounds, it sounds like it's going to be a wild ride. Yeah, I hope that it will be as good as it sounds. So the first book that I want to go ahead and talk about is Fled, and that's F-L-E-D, by Meg Keneally. And it comes out on July 2nd, and I'll go ahead and spell the author. It's Meg, M-E-G, Keneally, K-E-N-N-E-A-L-Y. So I'm really looking forward to this book. This book is actually written by the daughter of Thomas Keneally, who wrote Schindler's List. And this is a book about England and Australia and how the, basically the, the convicts went from England to Australia. And it's actually based on the life of Mary Bryant, who emigrate it didn't emigrate but was uh you know sent to australia so the the basis of the book is that the main character is sent to australia for she she basically was a highway robber and instead of you know being hung when she got caught she actually was sent to Australia. And of course, nothing good happened to her, you know, on the way there. Nothing good happened to her while she was there. You know, the, the 
conditions were horrific, you know, on the way over and then, you know, when she was actually in Australia. And it's it's just a historical novel about her life. Um, and, you know, w- what happens to her. So, I mean, basically, she, you know, it, it, it so it's a, it's a story of Jenny Gwynn. And it, you know, tells her story going to Australia. And then she leaves. The, you know, unfortunately, the synopsis doesn't give much more detail about what happens, where she goes, or anything like that. But I'm I'm really excited about this book because it's something that I studied in school. Um, I I actually did a year long study abroad program in Australia and actually you know learned a lot about the convicts from England to Australia and you know kind of the lives that they led and you know it was just a really horrific time in history and uh. You know, just about what happens to Jenny and how she survives or doesn't. So again, that is Fled, F-L-E-D, by Meg Keneally. And that comes out on July 2nd. So the first, the first book I'm going to talk about is a book by an author called Anne Aguirre. And Anne Aguirre writes... A bunch of different things, which is why I like her. You know, she writes some young adults. She does adult things. She's done actual new adult, which we know the twins love. Oh. <laughs> you know, especially because, you know, the new adult books that she did are named after Backstreet Boys songs. So, of course, the twins are going to jump for joy and read these. <laughs> My favorite by her so far are Green Space. You know, I haven't read those. I read the Blue Diablo books. And oh. I really like them. And after that, I haven't picked up a book since, but not not for lack of wanting to. Just time. Too many books. But I'm picking this one up the day it comes out. It looks so good. It's called The Heartwood Box. And it's about a girl named Araceli Flores. And she's moving into a small town to live with her great aunt, Odali. Or Odalis, Odalis. Um, it's kind of strangely spelled. And we don't know why. It doesn't tell us why she's moving, if, if you know, she's an orphan or, or what happened. But she's going to live there, and she's just going to finish off high school and get ready for college. And, you know, she feels like, okay, I'm going to be bored. It's going to be terrible, but it's only a little bit of time. Except when she gets to this small town, things start to happen. Uh, for first of all, her aunt lives on a ramshackle Victorian house that's you know falling apart not only that but when she cooks she fixes a plate for the husband her husband that has been gone for 20 years the town is full of missing posters yeah the town is full of missing posters of people that have been missing for a really long time and on top of that there's a lab outside of the woods that no one wants to talk about. Now, I don't know if this is a Labrador retriever that's just chilling in the woods or if it's a lab <laughs> as in laboratory. <laughs> Maybe it's like know. a meth lab? Maybe. I don't know, but a bunch of weird things are happening and she needs to figure out what they are because, well, it's a small town. There's nothing else to do, I guess. <laughs> but but she think you know, and there are people and things that don't want her to know. So it's a young adult suspense, which... I've gotten into lately, especially after reading, you know, 
uh, what's her name? McManus. Uh, okay. McManus, I think, was my first yeah. taste. Yeah, my first taste of young adult suspense. So I'm very much looking forward to this one. It's called The Heartwood Box by Ana Aguirre, and it comes out on July 9. Not too far away. I kind of picked the next book based on the title alone, but actually I love this <laughs> author so much. When I found out she was, um, she was releasing a new book, I may have done one of my little like in my office did you squeal at work streaks i did i did because oh, first of all first of all who wouldn't want to read a book called when we believed in mermaids huh? i mean yes. i know i would yes. who doesn't yes. you i believe mean, in mermaids i know mermaids. i believe in mermaids great so this book is called When We Believed in Mermaids, and it's by one of my most favorite authors, Barbara O'Neill, who Yay! I feel yes. like, I kind of feel like she doesn't get enough like fanfare for her amazingness. So I'm it's giving true. her fanfare right now. I feel like yeah. her books are so amazing and her characters are so rich and nobody, I get all passionate about it and people make fun of my voice because I get like, oh, and then, but I, I really feel that she... People don't talk about her a lot. So this and her writing is, is about, so gorgeous. Yes. It's like, oh, I'm going to totally go on a Barbara O'Neill I'm so like, excited reading about this spree. book, actually. Yes. So this book really grabbed my interest for many reasons, one of which is the title, then the author. And then it is about two sisters, which, of course, you know, being a twin, um, I love books about sisters. And <laughs> <laughs> so this book is about um a um it's i think it's an er doctor in santa cruz it might be a different type of doctor but i know she's in santa cruz and um her name is kit and her sister josie has been dead for 15 years um because of a terrorist attra- terrorist attack on a train try saying that quickly a lot of t's i know wow. terrorist attack on a train there and which is not a lighthearted subject. And um, no. so she has thought her sister was dead for 15 years. She is watching some type of news on TV about um, a fire. I can't remember where the fire is. And this woman comes staggering out of the flames and she only gets like a couple second glimpse. And it's her sister. She knows it. She knows it's her sister. And so she goes to um, New Zealand to start kind of unburying the past to figure out, like putting the pieces together, how is this possible? And she relives her past um, of a lot of times where she and her sister were at this beach. And this is the part that intrigues me, a lost teenage boy who didn't have a family, who was kind Ooh. of attached to her family, their family. So I'm hoping the lost teenage boy is not bad. I'm hoping he grows up to be an amazing man that ends up with one of them, but who knows? And then um, secrets that have been long buried. So it sounds like it's going to be an amazing book about with a kind of a mystery thrown in and two sisters having to rebuild their relationship, possibly a, yes. a wounded soul, teenage boy that's now grown up. I mean, it's got everything that makes my heart happy. So when we believed in mermaids by the 
fabulous, if not often talked about, Barbara O'Neill coming out on July 16th. I will be buying it. I will be taking it on vacation with me. Well, I don't think the twins will be too excited about my next book. No, but I will. Shannon will be. Because it is young adult fantasy. So, yes. The next book I'm going to talk about is called Spin the Dawn, The Blood of the Stars, which is the first of a series by Elizabeth Lim. And it is coming out on July 9th. Will you hate me if I say, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. Shannon has an arc. Yes. Oh, my. We will find this iPad, I think. Except I think it will be fun to listen to this as an audiobook. So, Yeah, I hope it has a good reader. I hope so, too. I don't know who's narrating this book. Oh, I Excuse me. Sorry, Hume. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the synopsis actually describes this as um, Pre- Project Runway meets Mulan, Ooh. which is kind of bizarre. Um, but I, I like don't watch Mulan. Project, but... I don't watch Project Runway, so I can't comment. I don't know. Um, I feel like it's something Beth and Marissa watched during one of the Brotherhood Brotherhood books. Stacy might remember that. But anyway, they, they watch all kinds of those like reality <laughs> yeah. things, so it's possible. So, in the story, we follow a girl named Maya who dreams of becoming the greatest tailor in the kingdom. Um, but as a woman in her world, the best that she could hope for is to marry well. So um, according to the synopsis, a royal messenger comes for her very old father, who was once the greatest tailor in the kingdom. And Maya decides to disguise herself as a boy and go in his place. Um, and she knows that obviously if her identity will be uncovered, her life will be in danger, um, but she really wants to achieve this dream and also obviously protect her family. So the catch in the story is that she's actually um, only one of 12 tailors um, that are competing for the job. So it's a bit of kind of like a new spin on a pretty common theme that we see in, in young ad- adult fantasy like the selection by oh, Kira I the Cass I love it too and and Girls of Paper and Fire which we talked about not too long ago but it's a different spin on it um, and so these 12 young adults are competing and the stakes become very high um, and are these all supposed to be boys is that my understanding I, of know, this I'm not entirely sure because the synopsis doesn't really say I just thought maybe because she like disguised herself as a boy yeah that's what I'm thinking I'm thinking because she disguised yeah they must all be boys oh maybe that's why they compare it to Milan yeah Milan. yeah oh, be why, because maybe. she disguised okay. herself yeah all right yeah um and so while all this is happening she catches the attention of um uh, a young 
boy, teenager, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> in the court, <laughs> member of the court, um, who has magical abilities and who she suspects can see through all of her secrets. And um, all I know above and beyond that is that in the midst of all this, she's also faced with the final challenge where she apparently, and I don't know if there are other others competing with her at this point, um, she has to sew three magical gowns for the emperor's apparently reluctant bride to be. Bride to be. That's also hard to say three times quickly. <laughs> um, and these gowns have to be made with apparently. Um, <clears throat> The laughter of the sun, the tears of the moon, and the blood of the stars. Ooh. Oh, dear. You know, nothing special. No, no. not hard at all. Mm -mm. So she uh, travels to the far reaches of the kingdom to find these things, and the description ends by saying that in the process, <laughs> she discovers far more than she imagined enter dramatic music. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I just love young adult fantasies, and I'm really excited to read this one, and I'm sure San Shannon will read it too, and we shall talk about it once we've both read it, though you might read it before me. No, not <laughs> on a podcast. So again, this is Spin the Dawn, Blood of the Stars, number one, by Elizabeth Lim, which is going to be published on July 9th. So, Tell us about a book of these. I have made no secret of the fact over the years that I love dual timeline novels or, you know, wow, books really? that have, yes. I know, it's so <laughs> shocking, or books that have um, some sort of um, nods to the past in them. And um, this is a new to me author, but I was so captivated by the synopsis of this book. I hope it's I hope it's really good because I'm I'm really excited about it. The, the the title of the book is Spring House, the Spring House, and it is by Mary Ellen Taylor, and this is a new to me author. And the book comes out on July 9th. And what we know is that um, there's a woman named Megan, and she is still recovering from the death of her fiance, and she's pregnant. And so she is going to she's a historian, and she's going to restore. Um, the renowned hunting lodge that her great-grandfather built. I think it was her great-grandfather. And, um, but what she's really drawn to on the property is the, the caretaker's cottage called the Spring House. And here she finds um, a collection of letters written by a woman from a century before. And she learns things about the property, about the Spring House, about the lodge um, from reading these letters written by this woman and she learns things about herself. And I should say that she is um, doing this renovation with the help of her fiance's best friend. <gasps> and so that's all I really know about this book, but I love the fact that there's at least going to be letters that are going to, you know, kind of transport us to a different time. Um, I'm not sure how much dual timeline this is going to be. I've not read this author before, but um, I just think it looks interesting and, you know, I, I, I love books like this where there's self-discovery and, um, you know, through someone else's trials and tribulations and, and adventures, uh, a character is going to learn more about herself and become stronger. I, I hope that's how it goes. 
So this book again is called The Spring House by Mary Ellen Taylor and it comes out on July 9th. Yes. Interesting. So my next pick takes us away from thrillers and romance. Well, it doesn't fully take us away from romance, I guess. But this is the seventh book in Yasmin Galanorin's Wild Hunt series. But it's the first book in this weird sort of offshoot that she's trying to do called an anti-fae, an anti-fae adventure. So the full title of this book is Witching Hour, an anti-fae adventure, Wild Hunt, book seven by Yasmin Gallinorn. So in the first six Wild Hunt books, we followed a woman named Ember Carney, who works as part of this elite private investigation firm. Now though, we are still in the same world as Ember and Hearn and all those people that we love from Wild Hunt, but we are now hanging out with someone who is called Raven Bone Talker. And Raven is someone that we've met in some of the later Wild Hunt books. So we know a little bit about her, but not much. And she has the ability to speak to the dead. And I don't know a lot about that ability yet, like how it manifests for her, because the glimpses that we've gotten of Raven have been pretty scant. Um, but this is a book that shows us Raven's world. Raven is one of the anti-fae who were kind of the precursors to the fae that we kind of know about from like myths and legends. So she is a very, very old, maybe like an elemental being. Um, I'm not really sure, but I love Yasmin Gallinorn. Like everyone knows this. And so it shouldn't really surprise anyone that I'm excited about this, um, even though I don't understand fully how it's going to kind of meld with the previous books in the series. And apparently she's just going to keep writing this way, like writing a few books about Raven and then going back to the like main Wild Hunt series and writing some of those and then shooting back to the anti-fae. So I don't know. Um, I'm a little mystified, but very, very excited because it's Yasmin Gallinorn and how could I not be? So this is The Witching Hour. It's an anti-fae adventure. But it's also Wild Hunt, book seven, by Yasmin Gallinorn. And I don't know that that made any sense, but... And when okay. does it come out? You forgot oh, to repeat July. when it comes out. Sorry. July 8th. So the next book I'm going to talk about tonight is Theme Music by T. Marie Vandelli. And it comes out on July 30th. This book is about a woman named mm -hmm. Dixie. Her family was murdered by her father when she was only a year of age. Um, she really is kind of lost. Like, she really wants to know more about her family. She really misses her family, even though she really didn't know them very long. So a lot of her life is kind of drifting, and she really isn't sure what she wants to do. Well, her family's house comes up for sale and she decides that she's going to move into this house. So she does. And she has some of the furniture that's left over from when her family was alive. So she sets up her home in kind of, as from what I understand, in the manner that they had it set up when she was a, when she was a child. 
Well, this kind of leads to kind of strange things happening. And from the synopsis, this could either mean that there are ghosts or this could be in her mind. Personally, really I'm hoping that it's in her mind. Yes. Um, I'm really hoping it's in her mind because ghosts and me and ghosts and Shannon don't really work. <laughs> no. So that's what we're hoping for. And so she's decided that she's going to approach the detective that was investigating the murder of her family. And she wants to know kind of what really happened. I think she's hoping that this will help settle the th- like the worries in her mind. And well, the dis- what she learns is not really helping because she kind of discovers that her father might not have actually done it. And if there's a possibility that the reasoning behind why they were killed could relate to her. I'm not really sure how, because she was only a year of age, so it's not like she could be to blame. So no. I'm really interested to find out more about this book, because there's a lot of questions that the synopsis kind of leave. So this book is Theme Music, and it is by T. Marie Vandelli, and it comes out on July 30th. So could it be like Harry Potter? Like, he was only a year old. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> And, like, his parents were killed. Maybe. And maybe maybe there's magic. So maybe there is demons or something. Ghosts? I hope not. Okay. So my second book is, and I'm, I'm really excited about this one, it's called The Nickel Boys, uh, N-I-C-K-E-L, Boys by Colson K I'm sorry C O A L S O N Whitehead W H I T E H E A D and this comes out also on July 2nd and so it's going to be a really good July 2nd for me which is exciting because it's just a few days before the 4th of July and I can go ahead and hopefully procure these books and then get them before the 4th of July and just read my whole way through the 4th of July. So the Nickel Boys is also based on uh, historical fiction. And so this has to do with a reform school in Florida. And basically it is a, two uh, African-American boys. Uh, You have the main character is um, so you you have the main character who basically his name is Elwood Curtis and he tries to take the words of Dr. Martin Luther King to heart. He is as good as anyone. Uh, he's, he's actually abandoned by, by his parents, but he moves in with his grandparents and is really, you know, kind of kept on the straight and narrow. Um, he's about ready to enroll in college, uh, the local black college. Uh, but it says, but for a black boy in the Jim Crow South in the early 1960s, one innocent mistake is enough to destroy the future. And he's sentenced to a juvenile reformatory school 
called the Nickel Academy. And it says, its mission statement says it provides physical, intellectual, and moral training for the delinquent boys in their charge and can become, they can become honor, honorable and honest men. But in reality, the school is a horrible school, you know, of abuse and, you know, horrible sexual abuse, horrible physical abuse. A lot of the boys die. And this, this actually, this, this actually, the school actually existed. Um, so, you know, Elwood gets to the school and he's just blown away. It's so horrible. And, you know, he tries to hold on to Dr. King's belief uh, throw us in jail and we will still love you but he, his, he's got a friend there and this this friend Turner thinks he's crazy um, he just thinks that he's naive and that the world is crooked and the only way to survive is to scheme and avoid trouble um, and of, of course there's tension between Elwood and Turner's you know beliefs and it leads to some, you know, long, echoing, you know, decisions that affect both boys. So I'm really excited about this one. I've read about this reform school in the state of Florida uh, several times, actually. And Colson Whitehead did some really great work with the Underground Railroad. So I'm really looking forward to that one. And again, that is... The Nickel Boys by Colson and uh, Colson Whitehead. So the next book I'm going to talk about is by an author who writes crazy plots and crazy twists. And I'm sure this is going to be just as insane as her usual. The Poison Garden by Alex Marwood. That was, was she the one, just out of curiosity, was she the one who wrote, was it One Last Lie or something like that? No, I think that's Alex Lake. Oh, I, I conf- you know, I always confuse them. But they're Alex so Marwood good. is um like the Wicked Girls. Oh my god. Such and a the Killer Next Door. That was good too. The Darkest Secret, which really creeped me out. <laughs> yeah, she she's got a talent for writing really creepy books. Uh, the Poison Garden is not, you know, when I when I saw the title, I thought, huh, is this like a bad retelling of the Secret Garden, or you know? And I think of flowers and poisons and things like that, but this is not what this is about. This is actually Shannon's cup of tea. This is about a cult. Yay! And it's about a lady. Her name is Roly or Roeli. I really don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm so sorry for the author. She's 22 and pregnant. Woo. And she Ooh. has decided to run away from her cult and live out in the real world. Except that there are people that don't think this is convenient for them. And since she's been raised in a cult, she doesn't know how the real world works. So she doesn't even know that she should be running from anything. And so this is her story. It doesn't say much more. But I just thought it was really intriguing because I like cults and, you know, they don't really tell us what kind of cult this is or why she ran away and, you know, how she's pregnant. I mean, well, we all know how she's pregnant, but you know what I mean. What, what caused her? How she got pregnant? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, how did that? Well, you know, the stork, of course. The stork, the yes, stork. yes. The stork did it in a basket. Yes. But, 
you know, we don't, we don't really know why she feels like now is the time to go and to save her baby and protect herself from these people that she spent her whole life with. So I'm very interested to see where the author is going to take this. So this is The Poison Garden by Alex Marwood and Sad. You know, I thought it came out on July 9th, but it turns out it's wishful thinking. It comes out July 25th. Sad. Yeah, that's sad. It's far We've away. We've got to wait for it. it. Yeah, and it's not like it's not coming out in England first. So we, we can't even. No. I'm sorry. No, we, we can't even, like, fly across the Atlantic and, and steal a copy. And, and get out. it? No. We can't, like, ask English people to, like, buy it for us and send it here? No. Yeah. No, we really can't. It's a sad, sad life. Because sometimes we can so do sad. that. But not this not time. Not this time. <laughs> Does anyone else... Has anyone else ever read anything by Karen Hawkins? Yes. No. I've read her historicals and I read one of her contemporaries. Was it Talk of the Town? Yes. And it was really It was really fun. funny. Yes. Capture a countess. And yeah. And like the perils yeah. of pursuing a princess. Mm-hmm. Or something. I, yep. So Karen Hawkins is She's starting funny. a new series. And well, wait, I, I have to say, I like her. I follow her on Facebook and she always writes about coffee. So yeah, so we like adore her. Who, yes. Yes. Okay. Go. Sorry. Yeah. I love that she writes about coffee. Yes. I think sometimes she writes about dogs, too, I feel like. But maybe not. Why doesn't anyone write about tea and cats? Well, ooh, I think some tea. people do write about tea and cats. We just Who? have to find them. I don't Why know. don't you write about coffee, tea, dogs, and cats? Yes. Because that's too many things. You wouldn't be able to devote enough time to all of them. Coffee <laughs> in the morning, tea in the evening, a dog at yes. your feet, and a cat on your lap. <laughs> yes. I got it. Right. So... <laughs> <laughs> We're just kind of all like having a great day today. Um, so I saw the title of this book before I knew that it was Karen Hawkins. And I love the name. The name of this book is called The Book Charmer. Ooh. And it is the beginning of a new series. And I'm not quite sure how to put the inflection on the name of the town. The town is called Dove Pond. So I'm not sure if it's going to be like Dove Pond or Dove Pond or Dove Pond. <laughs> like, I really don't, I don't know. So, does does it, it matter? I don't know. I was just trying to think how to say Dove Pond. I was trying to think, I was trying to think how to say the book charmer Dove Pond book one because Dove Pond is just like cat. that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> so, this, this, this book is um, one of Karen Hawkins. Um, contemporary books, and it is about a woman with whose name is Sarah. What a beautiful what name! A beautiful is. name. <laughs> I know. What a and Sarah has grown up in Dove Pond. I believe her last name is actually Dove. So I'm guessing she's one of the founding families of the with town. A twin named Stacy. Does she have a twin named Stacy? <laughs> I don't think I so. Not. Oh, and maybe she drinks tea and likes cats. Maybe. So Sarah has always had an affinity to books, like more than most people. So books, books, she could books be on the podcast. Talk, she could be on the podcast yes, because books talk, talk to her, her and they tell her things. Mm-hmm. She learns many things Ooh. from books. I know. And she grows up to become the librarian in Dove Pond and the books are talking to her and telling her that a new 
person in town whose name is Grace is going to do great things for the town. But Grace really, and Grace is from the city, and this is like a small town, and she is not all about this small town. And she's really not all about, like, Sarah and getting matched with the perfect book. But she begins to learn throughout the book the power of a good book, but also the power of newfound friendship and of new love. So Sarah is probably going to be Grace's friend, but the book is probably going to focus on Grace for some reason. So again, this book is called The Book Charmer by Karen Hawkins, and it is the first in the Dove Pond series. It will be coming out on July 30th. And again, I am probably going to buy it while I'm on vacation. Good. I saved the best book for last because I'm so excited to read this book. I don't think the twins have read it, the, the first book in this series, but I think Shannon might have. I have it, but I haven't read it <gasps> because I was afraid that it would have uh, like a cliffhanger ending and then I'd have to oh, wait a year for the... Okay. So this is Protect the Prince, Crown of Shards, book two by Jennifer Estep. And it's the second book of the series. The first book is called Kill the Queen. And I cannot tell you how much I love this book. I could not put it down. Every time the plot settled for a moment, there was a new twist or surprise. And I was like, I, I need to keep reading it. Um, so it, it, it has everything. It has magic. It has murder. It has a touch of romance and adventure kind of like with an epic feel to it, an epic fantasy feel to it, and a lot of palace intrigue. Mm. So I think you guys will like the name of the protagonist. Her name is Lady Everly Sapphira Winter Blair. Wow. I hope they don't write that. Lady Everly Sapphira whatever. Winter Blair. Hopefully she remembers her name better than I do. (laughs) (laughs) Also called Evie. Um, oh, that's wow. a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and she's not a young adult. So at the start of this story, she's 27 years old. Young. And she is 17th in line to the throne. I'm, I'm yes. just setting up the stage from, I'm, I'm just talking about the first book because I don't want to give any spoilers, but I'll just set the stage. So she came to the palace as an orphan. Uh, when she was, I think, like 10 or 11, um, after her parents were killed. And your rank in the palace um, or in the kingdom is influenced by the level of elemental magic you have, as well as your royal blood. Um, And Evie is a very low-ranking royal um, who is not expecting to ever inherit the crown. Um, and she does have a magical ability to, like, sense or somehow detect magic, um, like power or poison or any kind of strangeness. Um, but this ability is seen as, like, really insignificant and minor. And so she's mostly relegated to um, being a servant and doing really menial tasks in the palace. And I'm just going to say that... so. Um, basically Evie, um, 
Evie has to decide what she's going to do and if she's going to take back the kingdom. But there's a lot of, of secrets that unfold and there's also a touch of romance, but I won't say anything more. It's really good, especially if you like a lot of action. So um, this is Protect the Prince, Crown of Shards, book two by Jennifer Estep. And it is coming out on July 2nd, like a lot of other books. So this is really funny, but I feel like I was the one you who were. talked about the first book in the series, oh, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet. But yeah, for knowing her, um, now, October pick. Yes, and knowing now Maybe. that the second one is out, I feel like it's time that I read the first one. Um, you should, and that yeah, I want to read the first <clears throat> one too. So I have been a Mary Jo Putney fan since 1996. Yay. When I read Thunder and Roses. Oh, and that, that was so my, good. I know. And so I, um, even though I don't read many British historicals these days, I always, I always pay attention to Mary Jo Putney and what she's doing. She's um, like an auto-buy. You're talking about two British historical romances. It's true. It's I said true. it to Shannon. I'm like, I am talking about two of the British. <laughs> so this book is Once a Spy... Rogues Redeemed, book four, again by Mary Jo Putney, and it comes out on July 30th. And this book looks so good to me. Um, you know, this um, this series has kind of been all over the place in terms of, like, time period and whatever. The last book was about pirates, which, you know, I love pirates. We haven't had a lot of pirate romance. This book is um, Napoleonic-era England. And um, our hero's name is Simon, and he was an intelligence officer. And once the Napoleonic Wars were over, he's back home. He wants to live a simpler life. And he discovers that his cousin's widow, Suzanne, is living as a seamstress um, in reduced circumstances. And so he and Suzanne meet and he offers her a marriage of, it's not convenience, it was a marriage of, like, relationship, I can't remember the exact term, um, but basically a friendship marriage to kind of help her kind of get out of her reduced circumstances. And their passion begins to grow, but then um, Napoleon escapes from Alba, and he is called back into service to kind of go after Napoleon. And not only is he called back into service, but somehow Suzanne, his wife, will be coming along with him on this spying mission at his side. And it just looks like a good Mary Jo Putney with the, like, the awkward sort of, you know, marriage of, oh, my God, I'm blanking on the word. It's not convenience. I just looked at the synopsis and I'm blanking on the word. Um, but a, a marriage of, you know, two people who just are sort of like coming together to, to form this alliance for whatever reason um, to help each other out. And then as their passion grows, they kind of are falling in love and then they have to go into this like very intriguing situation where they are going to try to recapture Napoleon after he escapes from Alba. And I just know anything by um, Mary Jo Putney is going to be a bit of a slow burn. Um, it's going to be a bit of, you know, really, um, it's going to have a lot of good history involved in it. And it'll be a fun read with lots of passion and 
just delightful characters. So again, this book is Once a Spy, Rogues Redeemed, book four by Mary Jo Putney. And it comes out on July 30th. Yay. Yes. Love Mary Jo Putney. I know. She's so great. All right. So my last pick goes back to the historicals that I love so much. This is Meet Me in Monaco, and it's by Hazel Gaynor and Heather Webb. It comes out on July 23rd. I have read several things that Hazel Gaynor has written on her own. And she has one other novel that she co-wrote with Heather Webb, but I have not read it yet. It's called Last Christmas in Paris. And I think it's like an epistolary novel. So it's all like letters and diary entries and stuff. But anyway, this is Meet Me in Monaco. And it's set at the Cannes Film Festival. It's in the 1950s. And our main character is a woman named Sophie. She owns a small like perfume boutique. And she's not super wealthy you know she's doing okay but it's nothing like fantastic but then the film festival comes to town and the streets are just full of famous people and the paparazzi who really want pictures and interviews and all those things that famous people don't always want to give and in the midst of this is an actress named grace kelly and she is supposed to marry the prince of rainier the Prince Rainier of Monaco. And so she is, you know, kind of being pulled into this wild life of, of royalty and stardom. And it seems like she's kind of into it, but kind of not. So one day she's looking for a place to kind of get away from all of the hustle and bustle of the festival. And she finds her way into Sophie's little perfume shop. And Sophie agrees to let her kind of hide out in there for a while. And from this encounter springs a friendship. And I'm not sure how this goes on. Like, you know, do they stay friends even once she becomes Princess Grace? I don't know. But I'm really interested in the whole idea of like royalty and what happens when you are someone that, you know, most royal people would not want to marry when you're considered kind of, you know, a commoner. And what that's like when you get elevated to this like royal state. So I am looking forward to this. I love Gaynor's writing so, so much. And I'm just really excited about this. It once again is Meet Me in Monaco. And it's by Hazel Gaynor and Heather Webb. And it comes out on July 23rd. So the final book that I'm going to talk about tonight is The Arrangement by Robin Harding. And it comes out on July 30th. This book is about a woman named Natalie, and she is an art student who is having trouble paying her bills. One day, her friend suggests that she consider looking into getting a sugar daddy. Um, with more research, she learns that all she would really need to do as a sugar baby is be pretty and have the sugar daddy think, know that he's the best guy in the world. So she looks into this and she discovers that if she were a sugar baby, then she would get money for going on dates and she would maybe even get a monthly allowance, which would really help her with her bills. So she gets she goes into this 
and she meets Gabe, who is 30 years her senior. He is a corporate lawyer, and they fall in love. Well, at least Natalie thinks they do. Meanwhile, Gabe actually has a family that he really isn't ever going to leave. Little does Natalie know, but her thought that she's met true love is just really not going to happen. So this gets her really upset because Gabe one day suddenly just breaks up with her. So she starts drinking and she becomes obsessive and starts stalking Gabe's family. She stalks her wife. She becomes friends with her with his daughter, who just happens to be a few years older, I'm sorry, a few years younger than Natalie. And she, with this obsession and this just stalking, Gabe gets really concerned about his family. And he's yeah. <laughs> not so sure that they're very safe. And then this gets even more concerning when a murder takes place near his workplace. I really look forward to learning more about this because that's really all they give you. And it just sounds really good. It actually compares this book to, I'm trying to remember, The Wife Between Us, which Ooh. I'm pretty sure I read. And also there's a book called The Perfect Nanny that it also compares it to. And I was reading the synopsis for that book. And if this book is anything like those two books that it was compared to, I think that's going to be an awesome book. So it's The Arrangement, and it is by Robin Harding, and it comes out on July 30th. The last one that I am going to talk about is The Home for Erring and Outcast Girls by Julie Kibler. Or maybe it's Kibler, it's K-I-B-L-E-R. And this comes out on July 30th. So again... A really exciting day. This is also a historical fiction novel, so I have three of them going. And this is kind of similar to the last book that I talked about. Um, it has to do with a, for lack of a better word, a uh, home for, uh, you know, a home for Airing and outcast girls. Um, you know, it has to do with a home for like unwed mothers. Um, you know, it has to do with these two girls um, who go to the to the the home. In it's in uh, it's in Texas in the early 1900s, and it's all about you know what they did to be sent to this home, and you know they they form a friendship and then something happens to break that friendship up um and it's it's uh it's being investigated by a librarian in you know the early 2000s and you know it it, it is all connected you know, uh, you know, a century later, Kate Sutton is the librarian and she is compelled to investigate this home for, you know, unwanted women and their offspring. And, you know, basically, um, 
discover what happened to them, discover their story, and then, you know, in in turn, it, it somehow connects with her life. And, you know, the synopsis doesn't really go into that. But it is a dual timeline novel, and I'm really excited about it. You know, I really like historical fiction anyway. So this, again, is by Julie, and then last name Kibler, or Kibler, K-I-B-L-E-R. And it comes out on July 30th, and again, that is... Home for Airing and Outcast Girls, and again by Julie uh, Kibler, K-I-B-L-E-R, and again, it comes out on July 30th. So the last book I'm going to be talking about is Sweep of the Blade by Ilona Andrews, and we love this dynamic duo. Ilona and Gordon Andrews are a husband and wife couple that write books together, and it's so cool how they write books together i actually used uh some of their vows for my own wedding i think i've said that before yeah i really like that though um and what i like about them is their imagination is so vivid i mean they've written everything urban fantasy science fiction um i don't even know how to categorize the hidden legacy books uh And these books are the Innkeeper Chronicles. The first book is called Clean Sweep, I believe. And I don't really want to spoil this this, uh, book, but I can tell you a little bit about the first one so you get an idea. And then some about this one that's coming out on July 16th, Sweep of the Blade. So the first book, um, this book is about an innkeeper, literally. It's, you know a lady named Dina and she runs a bed and breakfast and you know in Texas and that's it she seems to run a simple bed and breakfast that has the regulars but it turns out that she's kind of attached to the bread and the bed and breakfast and I'm sure there's also bread there too by magic and it's so cool because the house has to be it's kind of like a smart house I guess like a sentient Uh, house yeah, and it's it's magical, and, and, you know, she feeds into it, it feeds into her, and the guest, it needs to have guests in order to to uh, to keep going. But on top of that, not only do we have, like, a, a magic house in the middle of Texas, but there's also, I call it kind of science fiction-y, because there's also different planets and different kinds of creatures, and, you know, the creatures that we know, vampires and things, and then there are other creatures that we've never heard of. So it, it's kind of of a mix of every i guess paranormal slash fantasy slash science fiction thing you've ever heard into one thing would you agree with that i would yeah but it's you would think that it's like oh my god that's probably a five thousand page book and it's way too much but it's not it's so interesting so now they're they're so short yeah well they were short because they were originally serials but i waited till they were published as novels yeah, so did I. Oh. But I mean, even in novel life, like they're shorter than, like, say, her hidden legacy. Oh, yeah, they're a little bit shorter. Uh, and I'm happy because I haven't read the third book, and now this one's coming out, so I'll have two to read together. I have three. Um, yeah. Because I haven't so read, I just one, read the first one. Oh, my God. The second one is even better than the first one. Yeah. I so really, excited. really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So this book is about Dina's sister, uh, and I imagine I'm not spoiling it because it's on the on the 
synopsis. And her sister's name is Mott. I'm telling you, I've got, I picked all the books with the weird names today. Yeah, you got some strange names today. I know. What happened? With, I, what I wonder is how these authors come up with these names, but I guess that's another episode. Yes. So her name is Mott, and she, I believe she is a widow. And I think something happened to her with vampires. I don't, I'm not really sure what, maybe because I haven't read the third book yet, but something happened with her with, with vampires and she has sworn off vampires. But get this, while Dina has all these magic powers and things with the house, Mott is just human. And it turns out that a vampire from a different planet wants her hand in marriage. And for cool. some reason, it was accepted, even though she refuses to marry this guy. Because she has vowed that she wants nothing to do with vampires. But guess what? She's only human. And if the vampires want her for whatever their political game is in their planet, you know, she at least has to spend time in their planet before making a decision according to the rules. So she's going to go off to this new planet. And uh, usually the planets have houses of people, I guess. And this vampire is part of this house. I know I'm making no sense. Because it, it kind of makes no sense, but it does. If you read the, the books, they make sense. You know, but this is the fourth novel. And so, you know, we have to see how, what she's going to decide. If she's going to marry this vampire or not. And if her prejudice against vampires is going to actually be able to dissipate. Now, this is It's more than romance. There's a bunch of political intrigue, a bunch of things, wars, and... A bunch of other stuff that I cannot talk about without messing up the book. But Ilona and Gordon Andrews, if you've ever read them, you're going to be very happy. I'm never, no matter how weird the things they write about are, and let me tell you, this series is probably the weirdest, in my opinion. It's just something that my brain could have not invented. But yes, it is incredibly lovely, and I'm glad I waited till the novels get published. It was pushed back to July 16th of this year, and hopefully they don't push it back again, so I don't have to go hunt them down in Texas. Yeah, it would be very sad, because then we'd be giving you the wrong information, but at least it wouldn't be our fault. It's true. True. So this is Sleep of the Blade, Ilona Andrews, Innkeeper Chronicles, book four, and you've got some time before July 16th, so if you want to read the first three books and see where the ridiculousness comes from, start with Clean Sweep, book one. All right, so that brings us to the end of our July picks. Um, This was a little long, but a lot of fun, and hopefully you have found some great things to pick up in July. I know that my TBR was expanded um, quite a bit as I prepared for this episode. So I want to thank the entire Book Bistro crew, who I'm not going to name, because there are too many of you, and it would take a long time. Yes. But thank you for sharing some of the things that you are most excited about. Thanks, as always, to Christine for all of the hard work that she puts into each and every episode of Book Bistro. We appreciate it so, so much. And thank you to all of you who join us for our chats of all manner of bookish greatness um we wouldn't actually have book bistro if people didn't listen to it so we are very very grateful if you would like to leave us a rating or a review you can do that on apple podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the 
Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Thank you.